Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. We've reached another football Friday. And before we get started, happy birthday to our good friend, Clay Harden. It's good to have birthdays with friends. It is Football Friday, Friday, October 28th, 2022. It is brought to you by the Perry Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, we've got three big food days on top of Clay's birthday. Yeah, hit me with it. National Chocolate Day. No. I'm in bathe me in chocolate dude i'm good yeah i think most people like chocolate i think i'm the outlier here uh that does not like chocolate I'm not a chocolate fan i don't eat chocolate hard pass on that one anybody surprised by this that bryce is an outlier yeah uh it's also national breadstick day oh yeah oh yeah i'm, d- I'm down with this one i love breadsticks i can't get enough breadsticks I'm one of those people that uh, I can make a meal out of breadsticks. Like I'm with you, dude. Entire meal. And <laughs> I am with you. Uh, the thing is, all right. So obviously, the the golden standard for breadsticks is Olive Garden, right? I I would think so. Yeah, that's the first one that pops into my mind. Yeah, Olive Garden. You know what the breadstick the the breadsticks that I think of that I could make another meal out of that I What's, just go nuts over. Who's that? Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut breadsticks, I could just, oh. I don't think I've ever had Pizza Hut breadsticks. Really? No, no. We don't, I I don't know the last time I've had Pizza Hut pizza, honestly. Well, it's been a while for us, too, because the Pizza Hut here in Bremen got shut down, but yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. No, we always do, um, we always do Marco's, and they, they have decent, they have decent breadsticks, but. I'm trying to remember. We used to eat Pizza Hut a ton back in the day, like back in the late 90s. Um, Pizza Hut and Little Caesars were on our rotation. And I'm trying to remember. That was back when Pizza Hut had the salad bar and all that stuff. You know, the, the old Pizza Hut. They had, uh, no, yeah. Birthday parties were had a Pizza Hut with the bar, with the pizza bar and everything. Oh, yes, yeah. dude. Yes. And they used to have the little that little sit-down video game system that you yes. could go play, too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was awesome, yeah, man. With the, bread, the breadsticks, I could... I could eat a meal. Honestly, like uh, when I when I worked here a long time ago, before Cass and I got married, I would um, I would order just a thing of breadsticks. Like, give me a large order of breadsticks, and I'd be happy. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to try that next time. Next time we get pizza, pizza, I'll try the uh, I'll try the breadsticks. And then uh, it's also Global Champagne Day. I'm a big champagne fan, man. I that am. Might, I will. You know. That might come as a surprise to a lot of people, but I'm a massive, massive champagne fan. I love champagne. That's uh, one of my favorite forms of alcohol. I don't know why, but I really like champagne. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass. Every time I've had a sip of champagne, I can't stand it. Have you ever had a mimosa? Yes. Oh, man. Those are, those are probably my third favorite 
alcoholic drink to start my morning off with. Do you know who my sister is? Of course, I've had a mimosa. Is she <laughs> she allowed to drink anymore? I know I don't know if she's allowed to drink after uh, her floorboards kind of got messed up that one time. Uh, all right, we've got the cocktail party to talk about. Uh, Bryce, what you got? Yeah, so this week we got UGA Florida. Uh, after a strong start to the season, UGA had a couple rocky games against Kent State and Mizzou. But the past two conference games, man, against Auburn and Vandy, uh, they seem to snap back to the Georgia we all know and love. But now the bulk of their schedule begins. They have some really hard games coming up the next couple of weeks, and it starts this week with Georgia-Florida. On offense, UGA is a top 10 team in the nation in scoring in yards per play. And on defense, they're second in scoring, fourth in passing yards allowed, and eighth in yards per play. So it's not just one facet of the game that UGA is good at it's everything and that's why they are you know the number one ranked team in the country uh where Florida is going to try to expose UGA uh they will need to do it on the ground that's the only place really where Georgia's defense has a and I say this in quotation marks weakness uh they allow 3.3 yards per carry which is good for 19th in the country Billy that's still really good Uh, under four yards per carry and in the top 20 in the country that's really only Georgia's, and once again, I say this in quotation marks, that's really only Georgia's weakness on defense. I'll say this, and something I heard yesterday kind of blew my mind. If I could give you an over-under, or if, if I give you an option to tell me without looking how many sacks Georgia has this year in seven games, what would you tell me? Oh, man, I would say... I don't know, seven, eight. I would think they would average at least one per game. They have seven sacks. Total. Oh, nailed it. Bang. Let's go. It's like dead last in the SEC. Yeah, that's not good. That's no. not very good. But, I mean, if you look if you look at their, uh, you know, everything else, their scoring, their yards per game, uh, their, uh, their passing yards allowed, all of that is good. So that indicates that they might be getting pressure on the quarterback, but not necessarily sacking him. And that indicates that they have a strong uh, secondary that is, you know, not allowing these teams to get open, the wide receivers to get open. Right. Um, yeah. L- lucky for Florida, though, they have the number one rushing attack in the country. Florida averages 7.2 yards per play and 6.4 yards per carry. Uh, so Georgia's, once again, I put this in quotation marks, weakness on defense, their 19th ranked rushing attack on defense, uh, allowing 3.3 yards per carry is going to be something Florida is going to try to attack and exploit. Florida's downfall will be their defense, though. The Gators are 80th in the country in scoring defense, giving up 28 points per game. And they're outside the top 100 in the entire country in passing yards per game and yards per play. Not a great defense down there in Gainesville this year for the Florida Gators. Absolutely not. No. And hopefully for, you know, our good friend Steve Lee, who we just found out yesterday is heading down. um, It's hopefully it gets turned around for him. Um, You know, anytime you have a rivalry game, you want that rivalry to, to actually mean something, to actually be a good game. Um, for the for the last twenty years, outside of last year, it wasn't really a good game for for us with Ohio State, and Michigan, and now now it's starting to be like, <laughs> here we go, you know what I mean? So yeah, um, and I I hear people that say that, and I get them. I never want it to be a good game. I hate Michigan. I don't want them to be good ever. If they lose every single game, I'd be happy, and we beat them by sixty every single year. 
I'd be happy. I don't want a good game. I don't want my rivals to be good. Okay. I mean, I get it. I hate Michigan. Hey, what was this line? Do you remember? Do you remember what the line was in this game earlier this week? It was twenty-three and a half. Moved down. Now it's twenty-two and a half. That's, That's interesting. Massive. That is a huge number, dude. Twenty-two and a half. That is a huge number yeah. on a rivalry game. My yeah, goodness. it is. That is that is so big. Are you it's putting pretty... software dollars on that? No, no, no. I, I I am taking the advice of Mr. Matt Ridgeway. Uh, don't bet. Don't bet on rivalry games. And he's a thousand percent correct. He's uh he's already texting me this week, so I'm assuming he's on his way to work and uh, already talking. He's already talking to me about last night's game. Um. All right, let's get to Falcons and Panthers. And Falcons right now, after last night, thanks to the Bucks losing, uh, are leading the NFC South all by themselves. They'll battle with the Carolina Panthers team that is quote unquote tanking, but beat the Bucks last week. Both offenses are going to look to run the ball. Falcons are averaging giving up 4.3 yards per carry, but last week, despite being blown out, averaged the season best 3.7 yards per carry. Uh, Falcons need to get more out of their run game this week than they did last week. When you, when the pass to rush ratio is one to three, you have to stay ahead of the sticks. And yeah, the, last week it was absolutely awful um, about getting first downs. I, it just seemed like they were constantly in third down situations, and it was third and long. Um, I know this isn't a pass-happy offense, but, you know, 18 combined yards last week from Pitts in London cannot happen. Just, it's they're too good for that. Yeah, they're too talented. Get them the ball somehow. Figure out a way to get the ball in their hands. And, you know, that has to do with uh, Marcus Mariota. And I've, I've already said my piece about Mariota. I think that we should switch to Desmond Ritter. Um, he's not going to... Mariota's not the future of the Falcons' offense, so why are we why are we continuing to do this? I, I agree. I don't know if Ritter is the future of the Falcons' offense, but I can guarantee you, Mariota's not. Yeah, I, I'm so, I'm on I'm on your bandwagon there. So why are we continuing to do this if he's not? You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I get you, dude. I'm right there with you. I don't know. I don't have those answers for you, but I, I'm on board with you. Uh, but it, it's you know it's a Falcons team that going into the season, I thought they were going to be good. But I didn't think they were going to compete for a playoff spot, really. I think, you know, maybe maybe the wild card somewhere around there. Uh, so they could have experimented a lot more with the quarterback position, in my opinion. But right now, you're leading the NFC South. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Do you still gamble and try to get Ritter some playing time despite leading the NFC South? I don't think you take a step back with Ritter, but I don't know. They might see something in practice that says, yeah, if we put Ritter in, we're going to take a step back, and that's going to ruin our chances of winning the division right now in a division that's a super, super winnable division. Right. And the Falcons can't just let P.J. Walker get comfortable in the pocket. He looked good versus the Bucks last week. And and the good thing about the Falcons, this Falcons team is uh, Dean Pease has schemed up several sacks. They've, they've put together a pretty good defensive uh, squad this year that I've been really impressed with. They've put pressure on the quarterback and has gotten away with with multiple sacks this year so i'm i'm really impressed so far with what dean peace has done with this defense what's the line of this is it still four and a half i believe the line has moved now it is four right now we are at four no hook no hook left um the big thing for me the falcons their secondary needs to get healthy that was you know 
I don't want to say that was the reason they lost last week and uh, Joe Burr looked like an all-world quarterback, which he is, but it did hurt. It hurt that the Falcons' D, uh, DBs are banged up right now. And it also hurts that you don't have Cordero Patterson, who's sort of the little engine that could and makes the entire offense run. It's an offense that's predicated off the run, and Cordero Patterson is your best runner on the team. So He's not having him, week, by the way, it is for sure. Do we know? I know he was running this week. Yeah, he's back next week. That's good. That's good. And I mean, you know, the Falcons have been decent without him, but he is for sure the key to their offense. So getting him back. Do we know anything about AJ Terrell? Do we know when he might be coming back? No, unfortunately, I don't know. That's not good. Uh, so yeah, they got to get healthy in the back end, and they got to get healthy in the backfield, and they got to get the they got to get the ball out to their playmakers. Man, they got to get Pitts and London involved. Even if you have to get creative with the ways you get them the ball, you have to get the ball in their hands and try to let them make plays. Do a jet a jet with Drake London. Do a tunnel screen with Jake London. Do a jet tunnel screen with freaking Kyle Pitts. Like get them in space. Allow them to actually do what they're good at. And because I mean there's a reason that we got the unicorn in, in Kyle Pitts. Like go do what he's supposed to do. Dear Lord. I know that you can't throw a football very much because you just throw ducks, Marcus, but come right. on. Was oh. that a pun? No, honestly, I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right, dude. You don't spend two top ten picks on uh, Pitts and uh, Drake London and, and don't get them the ball. I mean, it's just that's, that's not good coaching, honestly. You got to figure out a way to get the ball in their hands. And speaking of getting their ball in their hands, with your stars hawks hey. this weekend oh, at pistons. Oh, oh, oh. hawks are at the pistons tonight and they are at the bucks tomorrow uh they beat the pistons a couple days ago so it'd be nice to have a repeat performance of that game up in detroit can Dejounte murray continue the triple dub games that he's going off of i i think he can i think he can i think he's gonna thrive in this offense the guy is a better ver- version a younger version of westbrook He's a Westbrook that actually has a jump shot, and he is a triple-double threat every single night with elite perimeter defense. Great addition to this team, man. He's he's doing more earlier with the Hawks than I expected him to do. I, I mean, I didn't expect this type of production, honestly, until closer to the All-Star break when he got comfortable, but it looks like this guy has been playing with this roster for 10 years. You know, It looks like it's a guy that's, that's very comfortable with the offensive set that Nate runs and all of his teammates. So that's great to see. Uh, and we need J- John Collins to stay at that 2010 clip. I think that's where he needs to live every single week or every single game, 2010, uh, 20 points and 10 rebounds, something around there. That will be a great second or third fiddle to DeJounte Murray and Trey young. And speaking of Trey young, when will Trey find his three point groove? I hope it's soon because so far this year, He's taking plenty of threes. He's just not making them yet. So we got to get Trey in the groove of making those threes. It's such a massive part of, of our offense. Um, OO needs to play better defense when CC isn't on the court. Uh, Capella is playing really good defense and the starting lineup shutting down the, the paint essentially. But when Aneka Okongwu comes in, the defensive, the defensive presence in the paint just tanks, honestly. I don't know why it is. I don't feel like he was that bad at defense last year um, but it's more positioning thing that I've noticed from OO this year he's just not in the right position to make some of these plays and to do help defense when they drive into the lane so hopefully that is something we can fix uh, take care of the Pistons tonight and see what happens against the Bucks this weekend man the Bucks are a team that a lot of people pick to get to the Eastern Conference Finals 
and it's the team that knocked you out of the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years ago. So, hey, hey, take care of business tonight. Get to Milwaukee tomorrow and see what you can do. See if see if okay. Trey can capture some magic and, you know, I, I don't know, put up, put up maybe 30, 40 points. And you win the night and tomorrow, and it's a winning road trip, and that's all you can ask for in the NBA. That's right. And you know what? It's the Pistons are a bad basketball team, so we're supposed to beat the Pistons. Bingo. So let's let's go beat the Pistons again tonight. We beat them. We beat them Wednesday. Let's let's go. Um, but the Bucks are you know a different animal. But let's go raise the competition and and see what we've got with on Saturday. This is our first back to back on the year, so. That'll Billy, be and I, I just saw something, and this is actually a perfect segment to get to it. So we're, we're going to head over to the Marine South scoreboard. Um, yeah. but before, before we do that, man, this is something. Uh, hold on. I'm, I'm reading it. now. Oops, that's the, that's the wrong button. Uh, this is something we have to get to because it does affect our area. Last night, I, I didn't realize this. I don't know what happened because I didn't watch the game, Billy, but the NC State Wolfpack won 22 to 21 over the Virginia Tech Hokies. Do you know who played quarterback last night for the NC State Wolfpack? Uh, MJ Morris. MJ Morris went 20 for 29, 265 yards, three tuds, and zero interceptions. That a boy, MJ. Look at that, dude. Uh, 13 carries, 12 yards. Yeah, led to the in, led the NC State Wolfpack uh, to a 22-21 victory over the Virginia Tech Hokies. They are now 6-2 and two overall in the season. Let's go. I'm... I don't think he started this. I think uh, that that other guy started this. He must have came in after an injury. I believe Jack Chambers started this game. Let's that go. Is, okay. That is fantastic. All right, let's go. Yeah, he's so he's only thrown five passes this year before that game. Wow! Can't say that anymore. And That's NC awesome. State's clearly got themselves something. Yeah, he had a he had a one seventy nine nine rating last night. Wow! There you go. <laughs> 20 for 29, 265, and three tuds. The freshman quarterback out of Carrollton, Georgia. Let's go, MJ Morris. That's awesome. I just I was browsing the college football scores and I saw MJ Morris for NC State and I was like, what? <laughs> oh, awesome. That is awesome. All right, let's get to the softball games from the Marine South scoreboard yesterday down in Columbus. Heard County beats Mount Vernon five to one. They advance. They are two games, two wins away, I believe, from a state title. Bowden yep. Falls, Glasscock County, 10-2. to two. They unfortunately fall out of the state championship running. They are knocked out yesterday. Hey, Bremen, congratulations Bremen. to Bowden and Casey Swalford. They had a hell of a season, and I'm so proud of the Red Devils for what they were able to, to accomplish. Getting back to Columbus this year, I'm, I'm, in part, I'm impressed with them. Uh, Bremen Falls to Gordon Lee, 15-6. to six. They will be playing for their tournament lives today. Uh, they need to win two games today to make it to Saturday with a chance to win a championship. Still in the running, still what you want to do. Down there in Columbus is still ahead of you. You just need to win two games today. Wipe it clean. Yep, absolutely. Central beats East for size six to nothing. Man, I don't I don't know if anybody's gonna score on Central. I mean here's, it, here's the great thing, Bryce. You know what the good thing about Herd and Central winning? What's that? We get to call a freaking game on Saturday. And I'm That's, so that we do about that. And I'm so I'm so glad that you and, and Casey are heading down to Columbus. I, I'm going to definitely listen, and I hope other people listen. We may call back-to-back-to-back championships or a back-to-back champion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is this is huge. Yeah, I'm stoked for it, man. I can't wait. Uh, and Villarica fell 
two to one to East Side in eight innings last night, ending their state championship run as well. Villarica only gave up four runs total in the uh, in the playoffs down there, but just couldn't get the bats going. And hey, that happens, man. But a great, like you said about the uh, Bowden, Villarica is the same way, man. Great season, yeah. won the Super Regionals. Uh, talented team, just couldn't get the bats going when they needed it at the end. Yeah, congrats to Cody Skinner and company down there or over there in Villarica. That's again hell of a season. Uh, nothing to hang your head about. It's hopefully we'll see y'all tonight at uh, at Villarica. Yeah, speaking of, let's yeah. get to the Stumpet Games and Events calendar for tonight on a football Friday, Billy. A lot oh. of big games going on. A lot of big oh. games going on. Adairsville at Bremen at 7.30 region game. Adairsville is a very good team. This would be a pretty big upset for Bremen if they can get the win. Bremen just needs one win in their last two games to make it to the playoffs. They have Adairsville this week and LFO next week. Uh, that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's a tall task for Bremen tonight. The Daresville is a very good team. Well, let's uh, go do it. Yeah, hey, get, get an upset. Campbell at Carrollton at 730. This should be about a 42 to nothing win for Carrollton. Campbell is not a good football team, folks. Uh, 42 Car- to nothing is very light. <laughs> Carrollton, Carrollton sewed up the region last week, so this should be a uh, this should be a walkover game. Northwest Whitfield at Central at 730. Billy, hit me with the uh, playoff preview oh. for this one if they if, if oh. central wins they're in the playoffs right okay so first of all central has to win this one because they're that one's huge northwest whitfield lost last week to heritage which means that they have the exact northwest whitfield and central have the exact same record so if central wins this they sew up at least a playoff spot if and then they have heritage next week so at worst central will have the four seed um in that region which is great um, if they win next week against Heritage, they can sew up the three the three seeds. So let's see what Central can do, what kind of fight Central has. I saw a line on this yesterday, and I was blown away. It's Central by one. Wow. Really? Yes. Whoa. That's yeah. not what I expected there. Oh. Uh, Heard County comes up and travels to Temple at 730 tonight. This might be for the region championship. This might be to see who's going to be the region champion. Seven thirty no. tonight. No, big, no. big they game. Do, do you know? The, do you know the line on this? It's not region champion. <laughs> uh, it might be the region championship. No, you don't know that. Uh, look, a it can't be for the region championship for Temple because Temple's already lost to Lamar. Yeah, but Lamar can lose twice. They can lose this week and next week. Uh, <laughs> let's see. They got Crawford this week, and they have Heard next week. Crawford is a terrible football team. Hey, they might change it around. Um, Miracles happen every week. Temple is a six-point favorite right now. Ooh, okay. Okay, at home. At home. All right, that's going to be a good game, man. If y'all don't have any games to watch out here, you're not sure where to go, go to that Heard versus Temple game. That should be a really good game. no idea on what's big here. I don't either, man. I I seriously, like if I, I mean, I can go through almost all of these games and then give you who I think is going to win this herd temple game. No clue. Throw my hands up in the air. I have, I have no idea. Uh, Christian heritage at Mount Zion at seven 30. This is Mount Zion probably playing for a home field advantage. If they beat Christian heritage, um, they sets up a region championship game next week with Bowden. Uh, but the worst they can do if Mount Zion wins tonight is uh, second place in the region and, uh, and hosting a home game out there, which if you've looked at Mount Zion's schedule, they are much better at home than they are away. So win tonight, and they are the at worst two seed, and they'll play for the region championship next week at Bowden. The Bowden team has been off for like three weeks. 
you want to know what the uh, the line is here? What's that one? Eighteen. God, Christian heritage. Yes. Yeah, about, Mount Zion's pretty banged up, man. It's yeah, they're uh, they got a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries out there. And then the final game tonight for Football Friday is Jackson at Villarica at seven thirty. It's pretty simple for Villarica tonight: win and you're in, lose and you're out. Yep. Villarica is a one point favorite, and uh, <laughs> so I, I hopefully we'll we'll have Villarica go in and something that I really, I'm still mad about something I royally effed up. Um, if Villarica wins, they are the four, four seed in that region. They will not face Rome. That is on me. I that, that's good news. I'm a dumbass. Whatever. Um, that's that's good news. I'm glad you did mess up because now we don't have to face Rome. <laughs> um, it's it's not Rome anymore. It's because Rome is in 6A. Uh, so you would probably end up facing Cambridge. I don't really know anything about them. Eighth in the uh, state right now. So. Oh, well, that's, that's not two. Rome's two in the state. So, yeah, we play. I think we played Cambridge in the state championship in basketball my junior year. I think that was Cambridge. Whoever we played, they beat the crap out of us. Uh, and then today in softball down in Columbus, the continued march for a state championship for Central Bremen and Hurd. Central plays West Lawrence at 5 p.m. Bremen takes on Jackson at 11, 11 a.m. And Hurd faces Pepperell at 3 p.m. Hurd uh, and Central, if they both win, they are one win away from a state championship. Bremen, I believe, needs to win four games in a row to win a state championship so it's it's a, a bit of a steeper climb for Bremen but they can still do it because those girls are vastly talented out there on that Blue Devil squad yeah they are and they have a fight man um, outside of that what what was it the sixth inning that things just completely fell apart yeah they were within three and they were fighting they were down nine to two and they kept fighting and clawing and fighting back and it was great to watch but that sixth inning just kind of did them in unfortunately all right, uh, let's get to the Incredible Pulp Softer and Dollar segment. Bryce, uh, you and I continue to be tied. I'm 10 and 14. You're 9, 13, and 2. Yes, that, that means that we're tied. It's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for this week, I have, a, I have a couple odd ones. Uh, I didn't just go straight football this week. I threw in a little bit of variety. Uh, so, to, so tonight, I have DeJounte Murray over 20 and a half points against the Detroit Pistons. That is at a minus 113. That's one of my locks. I think DeJounte is going to go for about 25 to 28. In fact, I I believe DeJounte might be the high man tonight for the Hawks. On Sunday, I have Sergio Perez getting a podium finish at the Mexican Grand Prix that is paying off at a minus 145 right now. He is the first Mexican-born driver to ever finish on the podium at the Mexican GP, and I believe he does it again on Sunday. Uh, and then also on Sunday, the Giants are a three-point dog in Seattle. Giants right now a wow. good a good team. I don't know if they're better better than the Seahawks, but I'm going to take them as a three-point dog on the road. Give me the Giants plus three at the Seahawks. Another another line that I liked a lot, Billy, um, this weekend was the Raiders. The Raiders are only a point and a half favorite against the Saints at New Orleans. And then the Dolphins are a uh, three and a half point favorite on the road versus the Lions. So I like both of those, but the the Giants as a three point road dog at Seattle was a just a bit better for me. And I love I love two of the three lines you got down here. 
All right. Uh, let's start with U.S. Oh, excuse me. Good Lord. Let me start with USC. USC is a 15 and a half point favorite against Arizona. Arizona's not a great football team. Um, I fully anticipate USC to be able to cover this easily. Love that line. Iowa Northwestern under 37 and a half. Pump it. Pump it into my veins, uh, baby. Dude, they, Iowa is a terrible football team offensively. Defensively, they're great. Um, I don't anticipate this game to be high scoring at all. And being under 37 and a half would be, should be easy. And, and folks, as bad as Iowa is offensively, Northwestern's not much better. <laughs> Northwestern's pretty, Northwestern's a pretty terrible football team this year. So yeah, that 37 and a half, man, I love that line right there. The, the other one that Bryce doesn't love, uh, and partially because he doesn't like this partially because I'm doing this as a fan, but I, I fully anticipate this, and I'm doing this as a Falcons fan. Falcons are going to win this game on Sunday, and it, they're a four and a half point favorite. Give me the four and a half. I'm I'm sorry. I just I feel that confident about it. I really do. I just don't like betting on lines that I don't know what the team's identity is. USC and Arizona. I know what both of those teams are. USC is a top ten team. Arizona is a poo poo team. Iowa and Northwestern. I know exactly what both of those teams are. Iowa is a team that has no offense, a top 10 defense, and Northwestern might be one of the worst teams in the entire country. I don't know what the Falcons and the Panthers are. I, I think the Falcons are a decent team, but I'm just not sure they can't they can't throw the ball. They can't do anything when they're down. Carolina just traded away their best player or their you know, their best wide receiver and their best running back, and they beat the Bucks. Like I I just I just don't feel comfortable betting on games that I don't know what the team's identity is. And I'm not saying that the Falcons can't win by five or more. Yeah, they they uh, absolutely could. I just, you know, I, I don't know. Here's, here's I don't something know. To, to consider, and I don't think Matt Ridge would get upset at me. Maybe the Bucks aren't that good. They're not. They're poop. I've been saying, so, I've said that almost all <laughs> season. I mean, I, I think I think I was one week earlier than Matt Ridgeway, but uh, but I mean, Matt Matt's a realistic sports fan. He when his team yes. suck, he'll say, "Hey, we suck, and this is why we're playing terrible right now." So, yeah, I, you know, I want to throw this in there too, Billy. Something that we hadn't talked about, and something that has absolutely no nothing to do with um, what we're talking about now. I'm just looking at it. Illinois has had themselves a very quiet, good season so far this year. They're six and one right now, three yeah. and one in the Big Ten, uh, ranked number seventeen. So, go fighting a lion eye. Yeah, and that's uh, that's Brett. Or Bert. Oh, oh, Bert. Oh, Bert. Oh, Bert. Oh, Bert. Back in the Big Ten. Hey, by the way, uh, speaking of Matt Ridgway, he's been texting me, like I mentioned. Uh, he said Leftwich sounds like a possibility to get fired over the weekend. Todd Bowles said when asked about the possibility of personnel changes, everything is on the table. <laughs> yeah, I bet everything's on the table. <laughs> I bet everything's on the table. All right, Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Indeed, sir. All right, another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, Tom Brady, as we mentioned, feels the sting of a loss as t- the Bucks fall to three and five and lose to the Ravens last night. <laughs> um, you hate to see it as a Falcons fan. You just hate to see it. Uh, this is the first time uh, since 2002 that Brady has had back to back to back losses. And I so, want to say this is the first time in Brady's career, or it might be the second time in Brady's career, that he has been below 500 after eight games in the NFL season. Here's the bad thing. Okay, and and they brought, I, I heard this this weekend or last night, and I was 
I was blown away. You realize that, let's say Carolina wins on Sunday, okay? Okay. Let's say the Saints win on Sunday. Okay. You realize that we would have an NFC South tied for first at three and five. <laughs> that is that is horrific. That is absolutely <laughs> terrible. You know, as many years as we had to put up with the NFC East being the worst division in the entire NFL, it's now switched. The South oh, is Oh god, it's so bad. Awful. It's so awful, man. It's it's absolutely terrible. Uh the Bengals Jamar Chase uh is expected to be out four to six weeks with a hip injury. I hate to see it, dude. You hate yeah. to see it. He's, Jamar- a good, he's a great wide receiver, and he's a good dude, too, man. Every every time I've seen interviews with him, he's awesome. Uh, Chiefs trade picks for Giants with uh, Giants Darius Tony is now a Chief. And, you know, they, they've called him little uh, Tyreek before, so kind of interested to see what he can do in Tyreek's old offense. As am I, because I picked him up in fantasy as soon as I saw that news. Imagine uh, that. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be interested to see what Kadarius Tony can do out there. I know he's a guy in New York that people thought was going to be a breakout wide receiver, but injuries have sort of hampered his maturation up there. So hopefully out in uh, hopefully out with the Chiefs, he can get a little more PT and stay healthy. Uh, the Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup says all NFL games should be played on grass. Oh, oh, imagine that. Look at there. Cooper Cush. Oh, Cooper Cush. I forgot the uh, head coach up in uh, Seattle. Uh, What's his name? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Thank you. My goodness. My my brain just. Yeah. (laughs) Pete Carroll, Cooper Cup. Yeah. Grass. Should be played on grass. That's the end end of the conversation. We played on grass. And finally, today in 1995, a great day in, in Atlanta history. Atlanta Braves beat the Cleveland Indians 1-0 in Game 6 at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium to win their third title ever. MVP was Braves starter Tom Glavin. Boom! Let's go. It was a good day. Braves World Series. I remember exactly where I was when it happened, too. Me too, man. I was in Smyrna, Georgia. My My dad was at a Halloween party, and uh, he had basically tossed me to the side and said hey hey go over here so uh i was i was at a friend's house and we were watching the game and as soon as we got done you know nine-year-old me just ran out of the house screaming at the top of my lungs uh we are the champions and uh it was cold as crap but i didn't care i was in a t-shirt and let's go i was sick on my aunt's sofa in uh conyers georgia eating uh plate of nachos there you go yeah pretty happy it was a good day. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely it was. Bryce, you got anything else? Yeah, man, I got one more thing. Uh, folks, remember this week, next week, and honestly, from now until uh, Thanksgiving, this is this is the time of year I like to call, and we'll have another one of these in the spring. I call this Hug a Senior time. Hug a Senior week, Hug a Senior you know, month. A lot of these seniors are playing in high school or playing some of their last games for their respective sports. Volleyball, softball, some football players. And a lot of these kids are playing their last game and not even realizing they're playing their last game. Some of them that are fortunate enough will go on to the next level and have college careers. But a lot of these kids, it's the last time they're ever going to put on their softball cleats. It's the last time they're ever going to put on their knee pads for volleyball. It's the last time they're ever going to strap up that helmet for football. That's a big deal, man. I still remember exactly. I remember every single moment of my last game playing football. I remember what happened before, during the game, after the game. I remember exactly what happened. It's a it's a massive part 
of these kids lives they pump in so much time and practice and games and everything uh and to do it for the last time it's a it's a big emotional moment so if you see a senior this week that's played their last game not going to college and playing or even if they are going to college and play there's something special about high school give them a big hug man uh because there's, there's a lot of feelings then there's a lot of emotions that are going on in that young person's life uh and just let them know that you're there for them uh hug a senior month though uh from now until thanksgiving hug a senior month or hey man i don't year. have hey man i don't have anything to add for bryce farling i am billy lindall have a great weekend everybody uh hometown sports media's coverage will begin at five with bryce and i on the on the pregame show and halftime and then bryce will head head down to columbus to call some softball games but for Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you all on Monday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!